I really like my fans and those who listen to my website and my podcast, and I don't like berating them, and it's not something anybody should do. I like complimenting my fans, especially when they say things that I like and I like to read. And thank you all so much for the comments you left on the Rydell Revelations preview breakdown that I did last week. It's hard to believe it was last week because there's been so much that I've put out since then. And I'm sorry that I'm not able to read all of your comments, especially some of the comments that are the longer ones. And uh, to give a quick answer to your question, Garrett, previously. Cold open with wit and the recording would be cool, but previously. But I did want to talk about Cheyenne's comment because I did read through a lot of the comments. Every, I read through every single comment you post, and I try to reply to those that which I can. But Cheyenne's comment struck me in an interesting way, and I wanted to just read through what she had to say and comment on it. So I will go paragraph by paragraph and give my thoughts. Here's a comment. I keep saying I'm done trying to figure this out, and then I get sucked back in again. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for. I agree with you that it seems like Emily may be having trust issues with Wit. Honestly, I wouldn't blame her. If after two majorly traumatic experiences, all Wit can manage is a shrug in Emily's direction, well, I'd probably want to investigate on my own, too. Right. And this also ties into if Wit knows something that Emily doesn't and Wit is withholding that information, it doesn't look good on Wit's part. But then again, Emily also doesn't look good either. Who am I supposed to trust in this situation was my question back during the commentary. And here it does also make sense because at the end of the Cobblebox program, Wit was not the good guy. And Emily had the show. There are gaps in your logic, Mr. Whitaker. And with all of that, what's going to happen at the end of Revelations? Is Emily going to trust Wit? Is Emily going to suffer an even bigger mental breakdown? I don't know. I don't know. But I... I'm interested to see where Emily actually does go with her investigation, if Maury's telling the truth. Next paragraph. From his comments to Emily, I would be inclined to believe that Wit knows more about the situation than he's letting on. There has to be a reason he has not gone after Maury, nor does he have any plans to, as far as we can tell. My theory is that Wit did decipher the recording and found out it was Maury. There is then an off-camera discussion between Wit and Maury, wherein Maury gives Wit as much of the truth about the situation as he is able at the time. Everything he has done since coming to Odyssey has been an effort to expose whatever plot is going on here. The truth. But there is more to the story. For some reason, probably for his own safety, Maury can't tell Wit the whole story, but he trusts him to figure it out, so he's been dropping clues all along the way. To quote you out of context, Lee, Maury is a genius, and he has a reason for bringing all this up. <laughs> Thanks for quoting me. I appreciate it. Yes. This makes so much sense for Mori to have told Wit everything and uh, told Wit all of his plans. And then when this new compounding circumstance comes in to have Wit say the truth, you mentioned that before, the truth about what? And have Mori finally say, here's the truth. I'm ready to tell you. And again, the mysterious voice, you mentioned this later on, kind of also compounds the, or confounds one of those two, the situation in that if Mori is innocent, I like the Mori innocent theory. But how does that fit? And if he's saying it's complicated, is he worried about himself? Is he worried about something that someone else is going to do to him for saying the truth? It's fascinating. And I do like that theory that there was a previous discussion between Wit and Mori. Great idea. My wild theory is that Suzu and Emily have both been kidnapped, but Mori cannot directly say so. The video on Emily's phone will provide clarity. Mori's logic gaps are intentional. They are the loose ends he's wanting Wit to tie together. As Mori says... It's complicated. Hmm. And this would also imply, is Suzu the one behind it? Because if Suzu's not behind this, then that would make sense for her to have been kidnapped. But if she is behind it, then 
Maybe they were both kidnapped by someone else? Who would have kidnapped them? That's the question that we have right now. And it's not a video. I think it's an audio recording. Um, I don't see why Emily record herself with video. But Maury's logic gaps, if he's maybe does Maury think that he's being watched or that what he would say to Wit would be self-incriminating and so he wants to drop hints about what's going on to lead Wit to it? But why doesn't he come out and say it is the question. And again, like you quoted me out of context, Maury has a reason for bringing everything up. He's a genius. Because of that, if he has gaps in the logic and in further from the truth, he had logic gaps to let Emily figure out this was a fake mystery. If he's doing the same thing with wit, I am interested about this. I, all that to say, this is very interesting. Next paragraph. Problematic to my theory is the mysterious voice, TM. And not just the fact that it's played by Atticus Schaefer. Its mannerisms, word choice, and vocal cadences are undeniably Maury, with no hints of duress or insincerity. Therefore, if he's being forced to do this, he's definitely doing some next-level acting. Three things. One, thank you. Thank you. Atticus Schaefer doesn't matter. Second, Maury is obviously enjoying being the voice and obviously enjoying kind of tormenting Matthew, Emily, Witt, and Suzu in A Sacrificial Escape. And so he has to have some motivation behind it. And third, if he is being pushed to do it by someone else, it doesn't make sense that he would be enjoying it. And maybe he's faking it so that the person who's forcing him to do it would know, would think that he's compliant but wouldn't that make Maury compliant in the process? In any case, yes, he's good at acting. He's smart. He's a great actor. He should be in theater. He should write plays. Anyway, let's go on. A few more random thoughts. Lee, Wit does not seem concerned. Why not? The question of the hour. <laughs> Next paragraph. Hilarious that all along we thought Emily was talking to us when she summarized her cases, but she was just really recording on her phone. <laughs> yeah. How do they know it's Emily's phone? How is Maury able to get into the phone? Most phones are protected with some kind of passcode, so I need more info on this. Yes, a couple of you called me out in the comments for this, saying, how is Maury able to get into Emily's phone? Doesn't have a passcode? Yeah, if it's been enough time since all this happened, you think Emily's phone would have automatically locked, or if the recording was stopped, then the phone would have locked, or if the recording was still going on, the phone would be locked while recording. That's my question, in that if Maury found Emily's phone, one, is there a password on Emily's phone? Probably. She wants to safeguard her info. And so, has Maury just kept the phone on all this time? It's slightly confusing to me, but I don't know. That's another theory I have. Is it really Emily's phone? Is Maury faking it? Wit says it looks like her phone, but again, how do you know it's Emily's phone? Okay, let's go on. Another Lee quote. I want, by the time this saga is over, to have Wit have been the master. To have Wit have been the one with the most knowledge at the end of this. Yes! The Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast did an interview with Phil Lawler back in 2017, in which Phil commented on how it seems like Wit has lost some of the Aslan-esque qualities he had in the earlier episodes, and instead seems more like a frail old man. I'd have to re-listen for exact quotes, but Phil did heavily imply that he wanted to steer the writing of Wit's character back towards the Aslan image. This saga would be the perfect opportunity to do so. Well said. Glad I was able to say something actually relevant. <laughs> Thank you for producing this, Lee. We all appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. I really like producing it. It's really fun to do. That was Cheyenne's comment. I wanted to get those extra thoughts out there. It seems like this release schedule is going pretty well. I'll see how it goes for the next couple weeks. 
You're listening to AIO Audio News.